Hello. This is the Chance Time Podcast. And this is a joke about something that just happened before we started recording about my energy levels being too low for hosting. My name <laughs> is Curtis Lowe. <laughs> I am hosting um, this <laughs> podcast. It's called Chance Time. It's about video games. I'm here with Ryan Speakman. Woo! <laughs> here we go. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. Ryan's favorite phrase. <laughs> Ryan, you ready I, to let's go? But uh, we were talking about this before. I'm just going to say it now. A prediction I'm not going to make, but thought about making was that the phrase "let's go" will only be said less than ten times in this game awards <laughs> <laughs> because they realize the downfall of it. No, it's not going to happen. It's going more than that. <laughs> Uh, also with us is paul bills hi paul are you ready to let's go it's a verb now let's go <laughs> or sports version let's go let's go <laughs> or the chris pratt version here we go here we go <laughs> doesn't oh, he man. say let's a go let's a go in the new Mario trailer, he says "Let's a go" at one point. Yeah, when he's on his little go kart. Yeah. Also, wow, was not expecting Mario Kart to be part of the Mario movie, but sure, let's do it. Let's do it. They're gonna play tennis. They're gonna play golf. <laughs> Anything you've play... seen Mario do is gonna be in this movie. They're gonna play soccer. Soccer. They're going to be paper at one point. Um, they're gonna party. <laughs> they, they've got a party. I mean, do you think he's gonna fight Link and Kirby? No, because there's gonna be a separate Smash Brothers movie. Okay. Illumination. They're gonna have so, so much success with the Mario Bros. movie that Nintendo is gonna be like, okay, here's the next one. <laughs> Super Smash Bros. the movie. Um, I'm just gonna say this. Curtis said he has an emergency, so he will be right back. <laughs> I I'm just what a gonna start. Yeah, I'm just gonna segue us into uh, the one to Mike Struckerberg's one thing. How does that sound? Yeah, that's great. You should throw it to me because I got a lot to say. All right, Paul. All right, well, if you're on the Chance Time Discord, you got an exclusive sneak preview of this one thing. So if you want future exclusive sneak previews, <laughs> join the, the Chance Time Discord. But my one thing this week is a little game called God of War Ragnarok. I am now the proud owner of a digital platinum trophy. Wow. My 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 20th platinum. Wow. Yeah, so um, a milestone platinum. Uh That's only sucks. 36 trophies in this game. But were some of uh, them pretty hard? Uh I mean a lot of, yes, a lot of them are pretty hard. <laughs> Judge not Basically. the amount of trophies. <laughs> right. But the amount of Basically. work it took. Yeah, every trophy is do all of a thing. Um, 
it, this game's amazing. It, uh, it's my game of the year for sure. Wow. Um, it beat out Sifu. Sifu held on for pretty much the whole year. I mean, that game came out really early in the year, and it held on. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I still like Sifu, but God of War Ragnarok definitely uh, beats it. Um, I've also listened to over two hours of spoiler cast podcasts with the game director of this game. Um, thank you to my car breaking down this week. And so I've had to walk long distances. So I've been listening to lots of podcasts. Um, but basically, you know, like in English class, when you're, um, when your teacher would be like, you see this detail that the author put in, that means all of these other things. And you'd be like, I'm not so sure. You might be reading a little more, too much into that. Well, according to the game director, basically all of God of War Ragnarok is that level of detail on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Like, one thing that really blew my mind was, um, and I won't get into spoiler territory, but basically he said, right in the beginning of the game, so I guess spoilers for, like, the first hour, so forgive me, I guess, but within the first hour, you fight Thor. And while you're fighting Thor, you kind of break this statue, like, during the fight. And the game director in the spoiler cast said, like, the way that you, like, break that statue as you fight, like, each piece that falls off represents, like, a major plot point that's going to happen in the rest of the game. Like, we're, we're like, symbolically telling you the whole story in this opening scene. And it's just, like, crazy stuff like that. Interesting. Like, so much thought went into this game. Um, I, one thing that I keep thinking about this game is this is the kind of sequel I wanted The Last of Us Part 2 to be mm. where it seems like everything that happened in the first game actually changed the characters and led them to learning something and we're letting them like actually be a different person um and it may be that like last of us part three finally gives me that the inevitable last of us part three but they they made a very conscious decision with god of war ragnarok that the norse arc of the god of war franchise the norse saga i think is what they call it will only be two games so they, they knew going into that that a lot of these characters we either won't see again or we won't see again in this particular context. So they had a lot of license to like actually close the story. And so they really went for it in terms of character progression and changes to the people in the world and like actually going from point A to point B. Whereas I feel like the last of us was a lot of like, we're going to talk about lessons, but we're not going to live those lessons. Mm. God of war very clearly teaches its characters lessons, has them incorporate those lessons into their decisions. And then 
goes different places than the first game because these are essentially different people making different decisions because of you know their mistakes and their learnings from the first game and i think i wonder i have not looked a ton into like detailed responses from super fans like i wonder if some people are like this isn't the kratos i know but for me it's like yeah like this is amazing like this is this is the kratos you know yeah this is the kratos i would have hoped for this is Mm. someone you know who actually learns and changes and tries things differently uh which is very cool to see and it causes very cool you know different kinds of situations and scenarios and outcomes than you would have guessed you know and it makes kratos like it's so fascinating to me because I think God of War before 2018 was kind of, in my mind, like a, a mark against PlayStation. Like the first God of War games was like everything I hate about video games. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it took a lot of convincing to get me to even play God of War 2018. And I was very pleasantly surprised then. And then everything that like pleasantly surprised me about how they grew and matured and and found depth to that character, they just kind of continue that thread in ways that I wouldn't have thought they would go for. Um, and I, I just really, really like the results. Um, I I think... God of War Ragnarok improves on everything from God of War 2018. Um, it doesn't radically change the formula of 2018, but it kind of doubles down, improves on, expands on everything that made that game good. Um, I think it's in every way a better game than 2018, um, but only because it's a sequel to 2018, you know? <laughs> like, only because they they improved upon it. It couldn't be so good if 2018's god of war had had not been as good as it was but i think it's an improvement in every way um i think the gameplay is better i think the story is better i think the characters are better it obviously looks better i think the world is more realized um yeah i think uh, uh everything about it almost is is great uh I guess to to even out my review a bit, I will say some of the slog for the platinum was a, was almost too much for me. I almost gave up <laughs> on getting the platinum <laughs> just because there's some weird inconveniences, like of just how to like get around the world because it's not, you know, it's it's not open world. It's like a bunch of large areas that you can kind of trace back through to some extent and sometimes just getting to where you need to go to go back and get a collectible after you have an ability you need to open a thing like just re-navigating the map was kind of annoying (laughs) to just like get back to where you needed to go to do the thing you couldn't do before to get the thing you couldn't get before some of that I was like, I actually hate how much work I'm having to do just to get back to this point of the map. <laughs> so you're telling me that God of War Ragnarok is an open zone game? 
Yeah, it's a total ripoff of Sonic Frontiers. I knew it. <laughs> Just play Sonic Frontiers. It's clearly a superior <laughs> game. How, how uh, prominently was Big the Cat in uh, God of War Ragnarok? Trying to think if there's any cats at all, actually. <laughs> how are the fishing minigames in God of War Ragnarok? <laughs> no fishing minigame. I don't understand how you can release a game in tw- the year 2022 with no fishing. <laughs> No fishing at all. You don't even like see anybody fish. Like, what is this? Isn't it weird how many games have a fishing mini game? Yeah, as if as if fishing is like such a prominent feature of our lives. It really is. Like Kirby in the Forgotten Land also had a fishing yeah. mini game in it. Well, it's like the ruined king the league of legends rpg has a fishing <laughs> mini game like not everything needs a fishing mini game <laughs> persona 5 has a fishing mini game it's like you're a freaking high school kid in one of the biggest cities in the world Does how are we just yeah that, that is really funny <laughs> like you did not need to have a fishing mini game like i highly doubt that actual teenagers in Tokyo fish as often as this game is letting <laughs> on. Um, anyway, so I don't, yeah, there's a lot about God of War that I don't want to talk, I don't want to spoil, but okay. it's just, it's it's extremely good. I, I love the story. Um, one thing I'll say that's not, that doesn't spoil anything is I frequently, when I'm playing a game I really like, you know, I will use the, like, record feature to save especially powerful cutscenes, because I I will go back and watch them eventually. Um, Like, especially if I'm going to, like, write something about it or talk about it again. Uh, And this has never happened to me before, where, like... I was playing God of War and it hit a particularly powerful scene and I was like, oh, I'm loving this. As soon as this is done, I'm going to have to remember to save this. And then it just kept going and kept going and it kept being good and it kept being good until eventually I'm like a half hour into it. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, crap. Like, I, I haven't saved any of this and I don't know what to save at this point. <laughs> That's really it's funny. Like, well, I guess that's gone, but that was amazing. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, here's, I want to reopen a question I asked a few episodes ago. Uh-huh. Should I play God of War Ragnarok or should I play Last of Us Remake first? What is the game, the PlayStation experience? Oh, I think it's God of War Ragnarok for sure. Okay. And you you played 2018, right? I did, yes. But I yeah. I rushed through it. We've talked about this. Right. Where yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I did enjoy it. But yeah. Yeah, yeah um, well, that's the other thing is I... I... Like, Ragnarok became, like, all-consuming of my life for a few days because... Uh-huh. I was trying to get it done because I knew Midnight Suns was coming out and I did not want to juggle the two of them. I wanted to finish Ragnarok so that I could go all in on Midnight Suns. And and that was not a great experience. I was like every free minute, I was like, okay, I gotta go. <laughs> I wanted I wanted to get the platinum, right? So it wasn't yeah. just finish the story. It was 
And I, I again, not spoiling anything, but there was some really tough boss fights in this game. <laughs> um, there's two in particular that, you know, are near the end of the game, but required for the platinum. And I was just like, oh no. Like, one of them took me like over four hours of gameplay, like not in one sitting, but just trying and trying again. And I was like, I, I literally, Really, like I don't have time for this. Like <laughs> I considered like <laughs> dropping the difficulty level just so I could get the platinum and, and be done. But I was like, no, I gotta keep trying. Uh, so I did. I never dropped the difficulty. I stayed on the the. It's called Give Me Balance, the middle difficulty. I played the whole game on that, and one of my friends played the whole thing on the hardest difficulty, which I just can't even imagine because some of those boss fights are especially intense they they doubled down on on the boss fights as well from the first game and I, if i hadn't played the first game i don't know if i ever could have beat the boss fights in this game i had wow. to be prepared um yeah well there's actually so there's two that are like the final ones but there's another one that's not like a final boss fight but for me it was just incredibly hard and i think i probably spent like across different attempts probably like six hours on that boss fight alone because wow. i i tried it once and i was like i think i can get it i just have to learn it and i just have to execute it right so i kept trying and trying and trying until eventually i was like okay i'm gonna have to like level up and get better gear and try again and then i did and I think it still took me a couple sessions even after like leveling up to be better prepared for the boss fight. It was that particular boss fight. There's actually three bosses, like there's three boss characters on the field at the same time. And you're having to deal with all three of them. And it was just incredible mind overload juggling all the things that all three of them were doing and trying not to die but still trying to like actually output damage so that it would eventually end it it was crazy like it was really well done but it was like this is so much for my brain to take in man <laughs> uh but yeah like if you like that kind of style of gameplay it's it's extremely well put together um yeah, there's just there's just so much in this game. The enemy variety, a lot of reviews mention this. There's way more enemy variety in this game compared to the first game. Like there's just so many different kinds of things you have to fight, especially compared to the first game. The first game there's only like, I don't know, 10 to 15 kind of like basic archetypes of enemies and then there's just like different levels of those enemies, but this game probably has like at least 20 like completely different enemy archetypes that then each of those have like different levels and versions and there's so many different enemy types in this game it's and then a crazy amount of like boss and mini boss mini boss archetypes as well um yeah there's it's just huge i yeah. think all all told, it took me 65 hours or something like that oh, wow. to get the platinum. Yeah. I definitely feel like is more than the the first game. And I was like 
trying to go full speed here. I was not like leisurely going through this game. I was very focused, like full speed. I gotta, <laughs> gotta get through this. Um, very impressive. I, I did do it though. I I got the platinum last Thursday, and then Midnight Suns came out, and I can go all in on that. But that'll be a future. <laughs> A future one thing will be Midnight Suns. <laughs> Excited to hear about that one. Uh, I will say I've only gotten four platinum trophies in my life. Uh, okay. So, Do you know what but, they are? Um, yes, I can tell you. Astro's Playroom. Oh, that's a great one. Uh, Spider-Man. Yeah. Miles Morales. Spider-Man as well. Okay. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm looking to see what the third one is, or the fourth one is, but I know it exists. Oh, yes, of course. Sackboy, a big adventure. Oh, okay. Yeah. Probably my proudest platinum yeah, trophy. I yeah, I remember you had, having to do some extra work for my life. <laughs> uh, but I will say on Steam, I've got. Yeah, that's your achievement. It's still not that much, though. 21. Wow. And I I won't even count two of them because they're demos. Oh, sorry. There's one demo. The Resident Evil 2 demo. You just have to play for a half hour and you get it. <laughs> wow. Um, and I definitely count the hit game Maui as one of my. Oh, yes. Definitely. 100%. 52 <laughs> minutes of gameplay. <laughs> But you got all the achievements, including the the somewhat hidden one. So I did, and the with the I remember it. You have to like walk on an invisible platform. Yeah, how can I forget? Just gonna throw that out there. Maui was developed by Paul Bills <laughs> and team, and team. Yes, on Steam for free. Oh, I've actually, I thought I had more perfect games, but I've lost perfect games because updates have added more achievements. That so, has happened to me as well. I was looking, I was like, man, why did they have to add that last Celeste level? Right. After I had lost all of my muscle memory from that game. <laughs> Another. Was, okay. At one point, I had Wingspan as a perfect game on Steam. Mm. But- I do not anymore. So now I only have two perfect games on Steam. Wow. And one of them is Maui. <laughs> I mean, one of the greats. Uh, what two two of the most frustrating ones for me. Rocket League. I'm missing one achievement. Oh man. Where I have to earn an MVP award in any online tournament match. Oh gosh. And I I just didn't play enough tournaments. Right. I'm sure it would have happened if I, but it's so hard to like enroll in the tournament with your team and then wait for it to actually happen. And yeah, I did. I did it like a couple times, but never got that MVP. The other one, what the golf had has a Thanksgiving achievement that you can only get during Thanksgiving. Oh, it looks like they added a bunch of other daily ones where you play on a specific day of the week, but they did not have the Thanksgiving one this year, I checked. And so could have got that one, but 
alas. Uh-oh. Did I freeze? No, you're still here. Can you oh, okay. Yes, I can hear you. Uh, Curtis is still recording, so we'll find out if there are any huge blank spaces if my internet does weird things. Yeah. Um, but I guess, yeah, anything else you want to know about God of War? I, I'm excited to play it, but I... I don't know where my PlayStation journey is going to take me next. That was exciting, though. Yeah, there's it's just the same thing everybody's saying. There are too many things out right now. Oh, yeah, it's a nightmare right now. And I like. I don't know, even. Even just hearing you talk about. God of War having to push through to play Midnight Suns. I was like, mm-hmm. I I just do not have time for that in my life right now. <laughs> like I there's no way like I could prioritize well anything. I mean, that's getting the platinum. Yeah. Actually, the story of God of War Ragnarok is like 20 hours. But you know I want lot. that platinum. Yeah. There's <laughs> But that is the other thing I'll say about God of War, though, is there is an, imp- an impressive amount of like missable slash skippable content in this game, where they're just like, if you find this cool, but we're not gonna like tell you about it, and we're not gonna make it obvious, um, and it's like not required. There's a lot of content like that in this game. And actually, there's even more that I learned about in those podcasts I listened to that I was like, I did not find that. I had no idea that was there. (laughs) (laughs) So if you just want to like mainline the story and see what happens, I I think it's honestly like 20 hours. Um, Let me look it up right now. Uh, also, I'm going to return hosting duties back to Curtis. All right. Yeah. 24, 24 hours. Had something back, urgent to attend to, but I'm back now. Everything's good. Okay, good. So, we did no it. worries. God of War, huh? Game of the year? Goaty? What are we talking about? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You got uh, it. I I will say it is it is my game of the year, um, and as much as I will say I do love Midnight Suns, and we will talk about more in future podcasts. But I still think God of War Ragnarok is game of the year. Are we just talking about <clears throat> the nominees right now? No, this was my one thing. thing. <laughs> I, I have not actually gone yet either. Yeah. Um, I, I, we were purposely kind sorry. of dragging it along. To, to I thought that was really back. funny to me. But, uh. <laughs> um, may I go next? Yeah, go for, I mean, I don't know sorry. who gives you permission, but yes, I vote that it, yes, please. you go next. Please, Curtis, may I go next? <laughs> you may. Please do, though. Well, click me. Thoughts I realized I forgot. I was so worried about getting things, you know, the 
spoiler alert, but the predictions <clears throat> for this episode that I forgot to think of one thing. So you go while I think. <laughs> well, mine mine is basically an update on the three games that I've already mentioned, but it's really all I've been kind of playing. Uh. I have 17 achievements left in Vampire Survivors. <laughs> and they just announced a new paid DLC coming out next week oh, on the 15th. Really? Yeah, yeah for $2. I was going to ask how much it was. I haven't seen the price yet. Sounds right. Two bucks. <laughs> I'm kind of wondering if I can get them all before it comes out. And I was, I, uh, all the achievements, at least before the new DLC comes out. And I didn't think I would because a lot of them are get to level 50 with this character. And like, that's probably like 16 out of the 17 achievements I have left. Um, Holy but, crap, there's 142 achievements in this game? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but then I was talking to my cousin about it, shout out to Adam, and he was like, oh yeah, just play on the hurry up mode, where it kind of like doubles the time, and I was like, getting to level 50 isn't that bad, maybe I could do it, so we'll see, I'm, I'm sure I will update you guys next week. Yeah. I didn't know there was a uh, hurry up mode. That's interesting. So it just speeds things up. Yeah. So there's the, uh, what's it called? Hyper mode where it speeds everything up in the game and the hurry up mode speeds up the time. And so if you have both of those clicked, it makes it you just play on fast, forward. pretty fast. Yeah, pretty much. Which is pretty nice. Um, so yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, Curtis has already said so much about Trombone Champ, but <laughs> I have been having a great time. It's so good. I, I got to remember what my favorite... The Zathura song is really good. Yeah, that one's. Have you uh, heard the little uh, uh, Easter egg in that one? The uh, the fart noise. Yeah, are you talking about? Fart, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, do you do you know this song? The one from two thousand one, A Space Odyssey, Paul. The it's the famous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Zarathustra or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the the joke in this is they go da da da, and then they make you wait for an absurdly long time before <laughs> you hit the next part of it. Like the big da da. Yeah, you have to sit there for like thirty yeah. seconds. It's pretty. That great. one makes me laugh. Uh, the other one that makes me laugh is the old gray mare. Yeah. With the intense. <laughs> jpegs of the horses <laughs> just kind of dancing to the song we keep like popping up <laughs> from the body yeah. of the screen and stuff mm. um i'm i'm going for the trombone champ though there's there is a story mode in this 
where you are to become the trombone champ, and it is a bit of a grind. But I, I'm enjoying it so much that I, I really want to give this game my time. I do not think I will get the achievement score S on 20 or more tracks. No, that's so hard. Yeah, but I, I think I might go for 10. Right now I have seven, and it's a pretty big jump for the next three easiest songs. But I might go for it because I have to grind anyways, and so might as well have a goal in that grinding. And you had to get, what, four of them? to? Yeah, you had to get four for, the, uh, for one of the story things. Yeah. But there's some weird places this game goes in the story. <laughs> we'll have to talk more offline before. I don't want to spoil anything for anyone who decides to play a trombone champ, but yeah, I'm curious to know but, like where you are and stuff. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely talk to you later about it. But yeah, recommend it. It's funny. <clears throat> um. Oh, yes. I guess this is the real one thing. going to pop a image into our, our chat just so you guys can see the proof that I'm not a liar. Um, throwing an image into the chat right now. I have caught... My second ever shiny Pokemon in Pokemon Violet. For those who don't know, point zero zero I know. Point zero 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 two five percent chance of finding a shiny. And that just makes it was, sound like they don't actually exist. It's like a conspiracy. Yeah. <laughs> um I'll also pop in what this one regularly looks like. Um, it's Toxtricity, for those wondering. Usually it's purple. I love that song. <laughs> system of a Down? Yeah. Um, there are two forms where it's got a blue spikes or yellow spikes. I got the blue spike one. And the shiny, instead of it being purple, is pink. Um, just always exciting. I you you can see Pokemon in the wild wandering during your battles, and I was battling a different Pokemon, and this one uh, walked by, and I immediately Googled shiny Toxtricity, because sometimes I am fooled because they look different based on gender a lot of the time, mm. and so every time I'm like, oh my gosh, is that a shiny? And then I realize, no, it's just the male version of that Pokemon. <laughs> um, but this one turned out to be a real shiny. Uh, I think the yellow spike one is better, so it would have been even more exciting if it had yellow spikes. I, think, I believe that that's its shock form. But Great times. Pokemon is great. They updated it. I don't know if I've noticed a difference in the performance or if I have really gotten used to it. Really hard to tell. But I 
enjoy chugging along. And that's it for me. Real quick, something I forgot to mention about Trombone Champ I discovered a while ago. So I've showed in this game to all my family. Because <laughs> why wouldn't you, right? I've shown this yeah. game to everyone I can, basically. Um, and it turns out... and I have been having some good laughs over Trombone it's, Champ. It's good. And I showed it to my nieces. And my six-year-old niece, um, she's six. So she <laughs> she played a song by herself didn't go super great and turns out you can get a negative score and you will <laughs> lose currency for a negative score. Oh wow. Score. <laughs> she played and got negative 117,820 points on taking me out to the ball game and earned negative 29 toots. That's really funny. So then one of my nieces would thought it'd be really funny to try to just do as bad as possible. Mhm. Mm on the same song, got negative 867,630 <laughs> points and lost me 214 toots. That's really funny. <laughs> I had no idea you could do that until they did that. Yeah. There is an achievement for going through a whole song without playing a single note. I did see that one. I meant to go do that. <laughs> <laughs> I would prefer I, not to. That's a great Yeah, great achievement but I... Game. Did not know about the negative ones. That's funny. Yeah, and there's no achievement for it, though. So that's not cool. I feel like I should get something for that. Yeah. <laughs> wow, you got all the trombone colors? I'm just looking at your achievements. I'm impressed, man. <laughs> it's, been, uh, it's been quite the journey. Well, that's it for my one thing. I don't know if you want to do one, Curtis, but you're the host. Oh, I can't tell I you. I will do one. I have an update about Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor. And I guess really it's just that I'm almost done. Yeah. I, I, I don't I'm, know if you heard, Paul, yeah. but at the end of last week's episode when you had left, uh, Curtis basically revealed that he does not like Shadow of Mordor. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's not that I like don't like it. It's just not. I guess it's like sometimes when you some like people hype up something and then you finally get around to it and you're like, oh, this is fine, kind of thing. You know, it's not living up to the hype. Um, <laughs> one of my complaints was that the environment, like, it's just mud and rocks and stuff because it's Mordor, which makes sense. But I got kind of you know over it pretty quick, and then. Like the next day after <laughs> after we recorded that last week, um, I got to a new area and it is green and nice with lots of cliffs to climb. So that's fun. But yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, that's nice. Yeah, it's a good change of pace. Um, and the story is definitely interesting in the lore between all the, you know, Lord of the Rings stuff. It's fun. Um, I feel like the Calabrimbor. Calabrimbor is a great name. Um <laughs> But I, yeah, I don't feel like the gameplay's really changed a whole lot. And like a lot of the missions is just doing more of the same stuff you do just in the overworlds as you go to missions sometimes, you know? I don't know. It's not a lot of variation. But um, from what I can tell, it looks like I have like two or three more main story missions before I'm done. So it doesn't, you know, it, it's, it's not too long, which is good. Because if it was any longer, 
it'd get really repetitive even more, you know? So it's already starting to feel like, yeah, it's time to wrap things up. And I just looked at the, um, <clears throat> they actually have a, I forget what it is in the menu though, in the pause menu, you can see how many more missions are left in the game actually. So you can actually see, oh, there's only like three more left. So that's not overstaying its welcome, which is a good thing. So it is good. I'd still recommend trying it out, but I don't know if I'd recommend playing the whole thing if you're not super into it. It has a lot of just cool, interesting things. I guess that's what I said last week. A lot of really cool ideas that I feel like other games, and maybe the sequel did, um, but just other games have expounded on, you know, expanded on. Expound? Expand? I don't know. I think expunge. Yeah. Expunge? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's still, you know, all that stuff. And there's still, I've noticed a few other things where I'm like, why is a game like this? Or like, um, oh, hi, Kennedy. Okay. Anyway, I'll be right <laughs> back again. <laughs> um, I'll pass so off we just, the hosting to someone else for a minute. Should we just get into predictions? Yeah, you guys go ahead and start your predictions. I'll be back in a minute. All right. Goodbye. Thanks for coming to see me. Goodbye. So I, I don't know how Curtis was going to do this, but do we want to start? I, I'm not really clear on if we're doing uh, predictions for any of the nominations or if we're just doing announcement predictions. Do you know, Paul? I don't know. Well... Uh... Yeah. let's just talk about their game of the year nominations then we haven't really talked about it on the pod I don't think so so off the top of your head do you remember what the nominations are ooh let's see if I can uh, Elden Ring Ragnarok Forbidden West Stray Xenoblade Chronicles 3 and another one. Yeah, you're missing the one that for some reason is on all the lists that I've never, I don't really hear a lot of people talk about, but I've seen gameplay for it and it looks like a video game. A Plague Tale Requiem. Oh, right. Yes. Um, how do you feel about this list, Paul? Uh, it's, it's the list we pretty much expected. Um, in the chance time discord today, Curtis shared IGN's list, which very surprisingly seems much more like the list. If you go by what did people talk about this year? Um, so IGN's list includes like vampire survivors and Marvel map and tunic um mario rabbits was an interesting one on their yeah, list which i i'll admit that one i have not heard people talk about as much um 
but I do feel like I've seen it on IGN a lot. Like, yeah. I feel like IGN talked about it a lot. Right. So someone there must just be really convinced of its greatness. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, spoilers for our 2022 predictions results episode, but longtime listeners of the podcast may remember that one of my predictions for 2022 that we did back in January of this year, I predicted the Game of the Year nominees, and I got three and a half of them right. So I felt like it's a predictable list from the Game Awards. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it's totally undeserving. Like, these games are all very impressive. But it's kind of like, these were the ones that were fated to be Game of the Year nominees since the moment they were announced. (laughs) I guess Stray is a surprise, and Plague Tale Requiem is a surprise. And Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is a surprise. That is a surprise to me. What was your half? Um, in my prediction, I said a surprise indie game. Would oh, yes. <laughs> it'd be Plague Tale or Stray. <laughs> yeah. But I will say, I don't know if I agree with, I don't know. This this is another year. Most Game Awards years, I am reminded of how much I don't really care about award shows. <laughs> And this is no exception where I've literally played zero of these games. And yet, uh, yeah, and yet these are the games that I don't know, like I. To me, these games, I like I 100 percent. Agree that Elden Ring and God of War Ragnarok should be on this list. And I look at the rest and I'm like, yeah, these are what the critics want on this list. So that makes sense because they're the ones who choose. But I don't know. It's similar. We talk about it every time. It's just the Oscars is a similar thing where it's what a bunch of nerds liked. It's not what the common man liked. And it's what a bunch of people who were paid to play basically everything that came out. Yeah, that's the other thing is the common man does not have time to play all six of these games in one year. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think especially this list, I think that's like kind of literally true. Yeah. (laughs) With a job and a family literally cannot play all of these games to like to uh, a high level of completion in a year because like Xenoblade Chronicles 3 I think is like a hundred plus hour game right and so is Elden Ring yeah yeah that's a good point (laughs) and so yeah I I mean all of that being said, I don't really know what point to make about all of this other yeah. than it's not like, like, of course this is just like a fun thing and mm-hmm. it's also a marketing gimmick. It's a way for whatever wins to be like game of the year. You should play it now for all the people who haven't. And 
I mean, I'm mostly excited about the announcements. Yeah. Much I mean, like a lot of people are excited about the commercials for Super Bowl. Right. And Jeff Keeley knows how to how to play both sides of this thing. Yeah. He he knows how to make it seem quote unquote legitimate to like the press and the mainstream by making the awards feel prestigious. And then he knows how to get the viewers by getting the big reveals. Um it's quite quite the balancing act he has pulled off here. Um yeah. That, I, that many many before him tried and failed, honestly. Um he's he's been the only one to strike the right balance that this thing has real momentum now. Yeah. What what do you think is gonna win and what do you think should win from this list? Yeah, I mean it's kind of a foregone conclusion that it's Elden Ring or God of War, right? Like yes. no one has given any serious <laughs> credence to the others. Um but between those two, I have a really hard time. Um because God of War 2018 won, but mm-hmm. Sekiro also won. So, you know, previous games in the series I know that's not technically true for Elden Ring, but it also is. So get over it. Um, (laughs) Previous games in both these series have won Game of the Year. So you can't say like, I feel like if Sekiro had not won, everyone would be saying, well, it's Game Awards. They're going to pick God of War, even though Elden Ring, quote unquote, should win. But now we have evidence that they will go both ways. So it's a lot harder to say. So this is you have brought up something that also bothers me about award shows. Uh-huh. They have no longer become. They're no longer about game merit or whatever the medium is, the merit of them. Uh-huh. So you have game of the year. But everybody remembers how Horizon Zero Dawn was snubbed. And so they have to add it on this game of the year list to say, no, this was a great game. We cannot let people forget it. But it's also not as good as God of War Ragnarok or Elden Ring. And so we have to also have a best game direction category. Right. And so if Elden Ring wins game of the year, we can give game direction to God of War Ragnarok. (laughs) And then that way we can give... Uh, best art direction to Horizon Forbidden West, where it's also nominated. And like, yeah, we I don't have this like this. Is there any evidence that like this is actually how people vote? Like, has anyone gone back and been like, yes, clearly from this actually happened? Podcast discourse and YouTube discourse of other video game reviewers. I feel like that's how they talk. Right, and I guess they're the uh, a lot of times they're the ones actually voting too. So yeah, and they know the people, other people voting too, and so I don't know. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about it again next year. (laughs) Yeah, so going back to just the question and just giving an answer, 
I'm going to go ahead and, and guess that God of War wins. Okay. I was but, going... I I actually think Elden Ring will win. Yeah. I mean, yeah, between those two. It's really a question of what kind of game do we like more? Because I think both these games are like peak execution of the kind of game they are. Mm-hmm. So it's just a matter of what's the better kind of game? Like what, you know, do we like open-ended, open-world RPG, like understated RPG, or do we like very explicit story, more linear? You know, it's really just a question of people who are critics of video games, what flavor of story do they like to be, like, not even flavor of story. What vehicle of storytelling do they like more? Um, yeah. And I I also think the reason I go Elden Ring is because I also think there is the game that they play and God of War already won right. game of the year. And you mentioned Sekiro, but I think Elden Ring is people talk about it as if it's revolutionary yeah. for uh from soft games for souls like games right i mean breath of the wild also won and and elden ring holds its breath of the wild inspiration very clearly on its sleeve yeah so yeah i i mean the more we talk about it, the more I think it might actually go Elden Ring, but I'll keep my I'll keep my prediction as Ragnarok and yours will be Elden Ring. <laughs> that sounds great. But I also, will not be surprised. Also, then, I've gotta say, Stray should have not been the yeah, indie pick. I I think Stray is a very weird choice. I have not played a lot of Stray myself, but I have watched my son play it and help him with a couple things and it's unique and fun but game of the year is a bit of a stretch honestly yeah i i truly think they should have picked obviously games that i played <laughs> yeah well but i feel like tunic yeah, is really saying. something special and neon white in terms of gameplay is really something special yeah but I, I think I haven't even played it, but just the way I've seen people talk about Tunic, I think that should have been the one. The indie pick instead of Stray, for sure. Like even over Neon White, which I played and loved, but it just the way people have reacted to Tunic, it feels like it should have been on the list, especially that IGN put it on their list kind of legitimizes that, that. Especially Tunic versus Stray, I think, yeah. It should have been Tunic. I, I wonder what went wrong there that, that didn't go there. Um, what about Plague Tale Requiem? Did you guys talk about that one already? No, we did. What is your thoughts on Plague Tale Requiem? Yeah. We, <laughs> it just we also seems like thoughts. another <laughs> game that doesn't need to be there, in my opinion, but I haven't played it. I haven't played the original, so... I will say, like, people who have actually played those games, like, the only reaction I've seen, but I've seen it multiple times, is like, I can't believe how much this impressed me. Um, for both the first game in that series and this one. So 
it has something going for it, but yeah, I, I, I can't say whether or not it even belongs on this list. Yeah. Yeah, I would... A Plague Tale and Stray would be the two for sure that I would probably take off this list. And add something like Tunic or maybe Neon White, but, you know, something of that caliber because, I don't know, my, right. <clears throat> my beef with the video game awards, especially for, like, these bigger categories, like game of the year and best game direction and stuff is it's a lot of times seems like it's just the big triple a games is what they pick and then they throw in like one indie pick and that's it you know yeah and yeah. it's like here's like the biggest most popular prettiest games in an indie game and <laughs> that's just like all it feels like which but kind I mean... of bugs me sometimes <clears throat> It takes two was game of the year last year. Yeah. The, so the the indie the token indie pick has actually won before. <laughs> yeah. Which is weird to me why they don't like embrace that more. Yeah. Because it takes two winning game of the year last year is really cool, I thought, because it yeah, like there's not, you know, a lot of games don't emphasize that co op type of gameplay as much, you know? Like it's there in a lot of games, but this one was like required and that's cool. And they made an interesting story out of it and everything. And, you know, like it was part of the gameplay as part of the narrative and like woven into the game itself. Like it's, that's what makes games specials. They can, you know, the interactive medium compared to like movies and books and stuff. It has that special um, trait to it. <laughs> so I get a little annoyed when sometimes it feels like it's just, Here's the biggest, prettiest games from the year. Pick one. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like Tunic, it would be a great pick. I think Neon White did some really special things with, the, with its level design, but also more importantly, you know, really its game mechanics with the card system it had. And I'm sure, like, honestly, Vampire Survivors, if you're talking by just popularity, like <laughs> that should be on here too. Like, I mean, if I don't know. Wanted... I wouldn't put Vampire Survivors on there personally, but I could see why people would want to because it's got something. It's doing some interesting things that really haven't been done before in like a pure just gameplay, you know? Yeah. I know it doesn't have the narrative and everything that all these other games have, which is fair, but still, I don't know. I mean, based on what a lot of people have been talking about, I feel like a good mix between the indie and the triple a that should have been on this list is Sifu. Where yeah. it like, yeah. it's a, it's kind of like a new beat em up that has a really crazy art direction and interesting commandment or not commandments. <laughs> what, what am I thinking? <laughs> yes. Of? yes. Commandments. Yes. <laughs> you command the character. Yeah. Well, I don't even remember what I was trying to say, but. I feel like that one yeah. is a better pick overall. But I feel like the the critics that vote for this kind of passed over Sifu pretty quickly. Yeah, and I, I was going to say the same thing about Tunic. Yeah. Where I feel like it, it hit the people it was going to hit, and then everybody kind of stopped talking about it online. Um, Curtis, what do you think is going to win? Game of the year. Uh, I mean, it's either God of War or Elden Ring. 
Um, but which one do you think? And what, what do you think should win? Best pick. <laughs> the anticipation's yeah, killing me. I would. I, I don't know which one I think. You know what we I, picked. I would. I want Elden Ring to win. Um, just because it's open world and how it draws you into exploring it is something special. And I haven't really experienced that desire to explore since Breath of the Wild. And I think this did that, you know, invitation to explore its world better than Breath of the Wild, honestly. So I think it's, you know, in terms of like open world games, I think this is a, a new, a big step for those. So I think Elden Ring should win. I don't know if it will win because I... you have to pick Curtis. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. You have to. Uh, I'm trying to think. It's predictions episode. I kind of think. Okay, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna predict. I'll say. I think it'll be probably God of War, just because I feel like, um, a lot of times, the game of the year also has like a good story to it. And not that Elden Ring has a bad story or narrative, but God of War Ragnarok has a more straightforward narrative. And from what I hear, it's a really good one too. And I feel like, you know, the weight of that is going to maybe topple Elden Ring, if that makes sense. Interesting. Well, I don't know, because I, I don't know, because the Sekiro one before so i mean there's precedent for a fromsoft game to win but that's true secondary was also from what i heard a more straightforward narrative it wasn't like dark souls and elden ring where you, you, you're looking at item descriptions to <laughs> discover lore and stuff you know i don't know I, man yeah that's a I, really hard pick it's a really hard one so paul locked in god of war ragnarok i locked in elden ring I I okay. agree with your points, but I also my what I was telling Paul it was God of War already won, and this is more God of War, and I feel like Elden Ring has a unique enough spin on it to kind of set itself apart, yeah, and be praised by the voters. But yeah, you're right; it's it's hard to tell. Well, I don't know. I mean, with Take two, or not take two, sorry. Uh, it takes two winning it last year, you know. The yeah, because I mean, that one I feel like what makes that game made that game special. It's also hard to say I haven't played like any of these besides Elden Ring, yeah. But, um, <laughs> but what seemed to make it takes two special was its co op and how they wove that into both the gameplay and narrative, you know. Yeah, so as much as I complain about like the nominees, at least or the nominations, whatever you want to call it. I feel like they could still look like look at Elden Ring and think that it did a lot of big things for open world and for furthering from software's game design too, and give it the game of the year award based on that. So I don't know. The other the other knock against God of War is it just came out. And so in order to mm. vote for this, you had to play through a lot of God of War in like a short amount of time. Yeah, but the, I could also be going for it. I feel like it says the more recency bias. Uh, I feel like generally that's been bad in the Game Awards history. Really? 
Yeah, because Star Wars uh, Jedi Fallen Order was a lot of people's picks for Game of the Year, I feel. What year was that? It it came out right at the end of the voting process, and I think it was nominated. I might be wrong on this. It was nominated the next year. Oh, okay, that's what it was. Yeah. So that, that is a different situation. But yeah, like historically, actually, the the game of the year winners come out in the first half of the year. Um, just looking back, like it takes two. When did it takes two come out? That was like a January, February, March yeah. around then. And Last of Us Part Two came out in June, and what well, was twenty nineteen? Uh, was it Sekiro? Was that Sekiro? And that came out. That was probably uh, earlier in the year too. Trying to look it up. Also, while you're looking that up, Sekiro and It Takes Two were weird years for games. Were all the like Game of the Year nominees? There wasn't a God of War Ragnarok that came out. Yeah, right. And uh, so 20, 2018 God of War came out in April. 2017 Breath of the Wild came out in February. 2016 Overwatch came out in May. So yeah, actually, most of the time, the game of the year winner comes out in the first half of the year. Yeah, I don't know. This is a hard pick, though. I'm, I keep going back and forth between (laughs) God of War. Honestly, part of me also wants to say that Elden Ring, like this, is the first time. Like from software, has always had you know, good sales and everything, but I feel like this is the first time that one of the games has really legitimately taken off and, you know, broken outside of their core audience. Like it seemed like everyone was playing Elden Ring when it came out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Online it's at by least. Far, like yeah, it was huge. Their biggest hit. It was, yeah. yeah, by far. Yeah. It's the biggest game in terms of literally the size of it. Cause it's huge. I'm still playing it. I, <laughs> I was just playing before we started recording and I hit 102 hours and I was, I'm still just finding stuff and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I've been playing this game for a hundred hours and I go into this cave and I find a city underground. And then I'm like, Oh wow, this is cool. Surely I'll explore the city and be done with this place. And then I'll continue on. And then I find an elevator that goes down more. I'm like, Oh my gosh. And then it happened again. I went through this river and found another friggin' elevator. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, so, sorry. <clears throat> um, yeah, just the pure scope of that. Like, it's huge. And then the sales and popularity of it. Like, they haven't had anything like that, I don't think. So that also feels like a point for Elden Ring. Whereas God of War, I, you know, like, it was already a sure hit. Like, right? Yeah, I mean, but was there ever any doubt about Elden Ring? Like... Elden Ring has been the most hyped video game for five years. <laughs> it's true. That is true. But I didn't think it was going to like, all the more break, reason break out of it. its... Yeah. And what do you want? What do you call it? Like, it's core audience, you know? Yeah. Like, I feel like everyone normally when it's from, from software releases games, like everyone who's played Dark Souls and stuff is like, yeah, another one. But this feels like this is the yeah, first time fair. that everyone's definitely... like, wow, this is really cool. This is something, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. It broke out of the shell for yeah, sure. Yeah, it broke its shell. There you go. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I already said God of War, so I'll stick with my boat because we're my prediction. Yeah, but the more I we talk, it, though, the more I the, the more, more I think it is yeah, Elden Ring. <laughs> I kind of want to switch it to Elden Ring. 
but I don't know. It feels like also, a coin flip. I, I want to mention that on the Game of the Year nominee page, uh, the Horizon Forbidden West, I uh, Aloy is aiming her bow and arrow at the cat from Stray. <laughs> and I just wanted to point that out. And then another thing is, I don't think there should be a best debut indie in a best indie category. But we won't get into that. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I say we should just do our announcement predictions. I think we've talked enough about the awards and no one cares. Yeah. Fair. Well, um, I have one more question, though, about the awards in one category specifically yeah. is the narrative. So I saw some people some hot takes and whatever takes all kinds of takes about the narrative and Elden Ring being there. It's similar well, to how Sifu is in best fighting game category. Really? Yes. What? <laughs> okay. I I think they just have some some wild nominees that they throw in if there's not enough games <laughs> well but okay wait, but like so... there's so many games that have a story <laughs> you know? that's true yeah you can... so is your argument that like it doesn't seem like Elden Ring fits there or are you saying Elden Ring definitely should be there no I don't think it fits there wow I'm hurt but yeah, isn't I, their narrative? Everything I've yeah, all everything I've heard is that, but isn't that isn't that what people want? Don't people want lore? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think lore is good, but I feel like a narrative is different. If it was best story, yes. Oh, interesting. Okay. So Storytelling. I feel like a narrative indicates that there's a like main story that is directly told to you. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. I don't think. Okay. No, that's fair. I understand what you're saying. I just, then we sh they need to change the name of this category because that's just really limiting to me and limits what we, how we look at video games, you know? Because Elden what Ring I'm all about. and limiting. Right? <laughs> Elden Ring <laughs> and Immortality are like the two picks that excite me the most about this category, just because again, I haven't played Immortality. But <laughs> um <clears throat> from what I know, like those are two games that, you know, this is the kind of storytelling that video games can do that other forms of media just can't, you know, just by the interactive nature. Exploring and right. finding things. Like you don't you don't do that in a movie you don't do that in a book. It's unique to video games, and I just feel like that should be celebrated. I agree. So I think it's similar. There was a lot of talk about um, Shadow of Mordor was nominated for best narrative, and there was a lot of talk about how it's not nominated for like the written story. It's nominated because it creates a narrative for the player with the nemesis system. Mm, yeah. There's a lot of talk of that. I think it's similar. Where yeah, it's and like, you could argue that about Elden Ring too. Yeah, that's like what is, what? Yeah, I think, and oh, it says for outstanding storytelling and narrative development in a game. So that, so that does not clarify it at all. The narrative <laughs> development is that like how the narrative yeah. develops in game? Like 
your example of Shadow Mortar and stuff? Maybe uh, I don't I know. Think it's, yeah, I maybe they just so maybe they just need to fix the semantics on this or the, the naming of yeah. this category. So because right, I mean, you have a point. Like when you think of storytelling, yeah, I, don't I know. it's hard because I. I can see the argument both ways pretty equally. It's just the second, like the more you guys talk about it, like I agree, but at the same time, when I think of a gaming narrative and the best narrative, it's hard for me to, to kind of separate it as like, I don't know. And it's also, bugs me that trombone champ is not nominated for best gaming narrative yeah that's true uh, uh, and another counterpoint <laughs> to this like the world of destiny has crazy deep lore and it's never been nominated in this category destiny or destiny 2 or any of the major expansions so it is interesting that elden ring is here when it's all like lore and items and you have to discover it. But other games that have taken that approach to their storytelling have never been nominated. Yeah. I'm just hoping that this is like a step or like an indication that, you know, they're getting more comfortable and going in that direction for storytelling in games. I don't, I'm not trying to say that like, I think Elden Ring should win, but yeah, I don't even exciting. know. You want to see things. Yeah. I don't know if, <clears throat> I don't know, like the Bloodborne just setting alone, I think is a lot more interesting than Elden Rings. Um, but so like in terms of From Software's stories that they've done so far, I don't know if it's the strongest Bloodborne really stands out. And that might just be because it's the only one that's not like, I guess Sekiro is like Japan and stuff, but <clears throat> most of their stuff, you know, is like fallen medieval style kingdoms. <laughs> so Bloodborne right. stands out in there in their catalog or whatever, but, but yeah, I just between like Elden Ring and Immortality it makes me happy to see those nominations just because of their unique ways of storytelling. That's, you know, a video game thing. Yeah. So, yeah. But I just saw a lot of people say that Elden Ring's just lore and nothing else. And I was like, I don't know, man, it's just some people like stories that way, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's definitely as much, if not more, story in Elden Ring than any other game that came out this year. It's just told in a different way. Yeah. Agreed. But I feel like it's more research than story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and if you like <laughs> that thing, great. If you don't like that kind of thing, that's fine too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not everyone's cup of tea, that's for sure. I personally love it. Elden Ring, honestly... Another reason why it's not the strongest is just because it's so big that it's really easy to miss things. So yeah. Whereas the other Dark Souls and stuff is a lot more linear, so it's a lot easier to follow along. Whereas this one's like you can just miss so much stuff and get to the end of the game and be like, "What?" <laughs> so that's a problem. But <clears throat> anyway. I just wanted, I was just curious what you guys thought about that. Also, Sifu should not be in the fighting category. <laughs> um, do you guys think we can get through all of our predictions in the next 20 minutes? Oh, How much? 
Let's make what, it happen. What are we? What time are we at? In oh, the episode, sorry. I don't know. Uh, one hour and fifteen minutes. Okay. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to like announcement. Yeah, let's do it. Let's just do let's predictions. Because I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know if we really care to go through all of these categories. And I don't know. There's so many no, of them too. And when we get to like best streamer or whatever, I'm not going to know who any of those people are. Sorry, people. Um, Marvel Snap should win best mobile game though. Okay. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> okay. Who wants to go first? Well, we did have some tweaks to the rules. Right. Should we go over it? I I also yeah. want to throw out that our game of the year uh, guesses should get points. Yeah, let's do that. All right. And I wish doing... I said Elden Ring. Now I'm sticking with God of War, though, just because that's what I said first, and you know, no take well, I mean, you're the host, Curtis. You could decide. Hey, you know what? <laughs> you can play board games. The rule is a tile laid is a tile played. <laughs> I've learned recently that more people than I expected hate people who know all the rules to a board game and abide by them. <laughs> yeah, especially when they don't That's know not... most of them. So they just it feels like they're just making stuff up. Actually, you can't do that. <laughs> all right. So what were the tweaks, Ryan? Do you remember? Uh, I believe so we we could decide how much our game of the year predictions are but I believe that we will we're going to make five predictions I think like the other years you get graded on a scale of 10 points for each one that the other two uh, hosts grade for you when we do a recap of this mm-hmm but I think the thing we're adding, the two things we're adding is we each have one multiplier uh, that we can give to someone's prediction. Yeah, so and you have, you have to give out one. You have to give out one, yes. Yeah. Uh, so, for instance, if Curtis says Silk Song is going to be announced at the Game Awards... And I think that it definitely is not. I can give him this multiplier and he'll win double the points if it's right or he'll lose double the points if it's wrong. Is that what we decided on? No, I don't think he loses the points. It's just it's just a way to say, like, I really don't think that's going to happen. So if it does, you get double points. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then the second thing is we have a sixth prediction that is so ridiculous or out there or we just don't think it's going to really happen but and you don't lose any points if it's wrong (laughs) but if it's right you get well i don't think we decided on the reward do you get just another 10 points is it just another 10 points or is it 20 points or it should be it should be like automatic win yeah, <laughs> it should be ridiculous enough that if it happens, automatic win. Mine right. is absolutely insane. I can't wait. <laughs> Mine, you guys could tell me if I I need to change it, but I'm just very excited to tell you what yeah. it is. Mine's just a, a fanboy dream. That's all it is. 
Um, let's say game of the year is worth five points. Does that sound good? Yeah, yeah that that's good. fair. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. We're ready. All right. Who, Paul, who's do you want to start? Should we start yes, with our crazy ones? Let's start with their normal ones first. So, yeah, yeah, I want to do a crazy yeah. one yeah, last. Crazy will be last. Yeah. Okay. My first prediction. Uh, do you guys remember Bend Studio? They made Days Gone. Mm, yes, I remember yes. Days Gone. Yeah, we haven't heard from them in a while. My mm. prediction is that Ben Studio is making an Uncharted game, and Nathan Drake is not the main character. And it will be announced at the Game Awards. Wow. It's a good prediction. Ben Studio what? made Uncharted Golden Abyss, the PS Vita mm. Uncharted game. Oh, I didn't know so that. there is precedent mm. for this. Yeah, so we'll be announced tomorrow at the Game Awards. New Uncharted game, not starring Nathan Drake, made by Ben Studio. All right. Who's going next, Curtis? Ryan, you go ahead and go next. All right. Uh, it being the month of December, there's a little game series that's hitting its 35th anniversary. There's some rumors that three games for this series are in development. And so I'm going to say Mega Man 12 will be announced at the Game Awards. Nice. That's all. That's it? Yeah, yeah Mega Man 12 will be announced. <laughs> that's, a, that's a risky one, a zero or ten pointer. All right. Got to get into that strategy. Okay, let's see. I had a hard time coming up with a fun one. I'll start with my fun one, though. It's not a crazy one. Maybe this should Sorry. be the crazy one. I'll save it for later. Um, <clears throat> okay, let's say Nintendo. This is also a zero or ten. <laughs> Nintendo announces literally nothing. All right. I thought about that same exact <laughs> did you prediction actually but then i i tweaked it i'll i'll tell you why my okay, next prediction okay. yeah i think there's been years where they don't actually announce anything yeah last do, year i do not believe they yeah, did i think it was last year but they seems like they normally do but it's like i think bayonetta 3 was announced at the game awards i think it was uh, generally the smash, smash character smash characters yeah for a while yeah yeah so but i could see some of their, I guess, like there's not, anyway, never mind. <clears throat> uh, let's see, Paul, you're next. Uh, do you do you count any Mario movies? Yes, I don't, they're not going to announce any Mario stuff. Mario, All right. Mario movie stuff. They just did a trailer. They don't need to. Also might contradict one of my predictions, but we'll get to it. <laughs> My next one has nothing to do with Nintendo. <laughs> and it's a prediction I've done before, and I promise this is the last time I'll make this prediction. Supergiant Games is at the Game Awards, and they announce their next game, and it is a deck builder. It's the last time I'll do this prediction. <laughs> oh, man. But I'm still, I'm still just hoping for it so much that I'll say it one more time. 
bring it into That's existence. That's funny. I forgot you kept making that one. I actually, <laughs> I mean, I'll cross this one off my list. I have extras, but I did have Supergiant Game reveals their new game. I didn't predict the deck builder, though. So. Yeah, I got to have that little extra piece of that. Yeah, I like that. All right, Ryan. All right. We will see a new Breath of the Wild Tears of the Kingdom trailer. Whoa. But other than that, not much else. And I only think this because they've done Zelda stuff at Game Awards before, and it's not a big announcement. It's just a new trailer, which seems more on brand. I think they want to keep new announcements for directs mostly. Yeah. But I think just kind of reiterating, hey, this game is going to be out in three months. And it's going to win most anticipated game or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) And it's going to be game of the year 2023. It's fine. That's fine. (laughs) Either so that, or it will run just as bad as Pokemon, and everyone will be will hate it. No, that's a <laughs> it's not going to run perfectly, though, considering how Breath of the Wild was. All right, that's it for me. All right. Um... Okay. Yet another. This is my next one. Yet another Marvel project. A previously unannounced project <laughs> is announced. Superhero Ooh. video game fatigue sets in. I don't know if that's part of the announcement of my prediction, but I I was actually thinking about doing a prediction that no Marvel or Star Wars game will be announced, but I was like, <laughs> I'll definitely lose. Well, they've already said there's gonna be Jedi Survivor gameplay. That's true, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I guess that doesn't count as a new announcement. Yeah, because that one was already announced. Yeah, yeah. This is a whole new. We don't know anything about this game. Well, I guess maybe if it wasn't like if it was leaked or something, maybe that counts as wasn't officially announced. I don't know. We can decide that if that happens. What's your one guess on the hero or team it will follow? Mm, Or villain? Think about that. That's a good question. Or villain. Yeah, Thanos, the game. Thanos. <laughs> it's Mephisto all along. No, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I haven't thought about Ship that. of Theseus. The Let's game. say Fantastic Four. All right, that's a good pick. Um. All right. Uh, oh yeah, Paul's up. Paul, yeah. back to me. All right, my next one. Dragon Age Dreadwolf gets a new trailer and it is at least two minutes long. Wow. <laughs> That's a long trailer. Yeah, it's going to be a big one. <laughs> Ooh, is there a release date? No, there's not. Oh, bummer. <laughs> they don't actually do those. Can I go? Yeah, sorry. It's all good. I forget. Uh, I've been out so much during this recording that I forget. <laughs> okay, sorry. Go ahead, Ray. All right. Three different actors 
from three separate video game movies will be incorporated somehow <laughs> in the Game Awards. Three different video game movies. Yeah. Do you count TV shows? No. Okay, it has to be movies. Just movies. <laughs> okay. Um, and I'm I'm gonna swing for the fences. I'm gonna throw in one of them will be. Sorry, will be who? Uh, an actor from the new Mario movie. <laughs> okay. One of these video game movie actors will be from the Mario movie. Which one? Got it. Is it Jack Black? That one I can't guess. There's too many. It might be a lower tier one. It will count if Charles Martinet does something at the Game Awards. Yeah. He's in there, yeah. <laughs> if I had to guess, it'd be Jack Black. Or yeah, Seth that'd Rogen. Be... It's one of those two. Yeah, Seth Rogen is a good pick. If it's Chris Pratt, that's going to be really funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That'd be funny. All right. Um, here's my obligatory Silk Song release date. <laughs> Spring 2023. You think this is the time it's going to happen? It's going to happen. I say that so, every time. Do you think it will have a specific date sometime in spring 2023? Do you think the trailer will just say spring 2023? No, it'll just say spring 2023. Okay. No specific release date. Hmm. Something in me makes me want to think that with the amount of time we've received no information about this game, I feel like they got to come in with a release date release date yeah but i could also see them being like like we've taken this approach where we don't give a specific anything yeah (laughs) we're gonna stick with it and then when we know for sure it's gonna come out we'll tell you tell you and see my thought is their approach at this point is we're just not gonna say anything until it's done that too but i can see them going both ways they'll probably it could be a shadow drop who knows? That'd be that'd be the best announcement. <laughs> oh man. I don't have time to play that though. <laughs> I don't either, but I will drop basically everything to play it. <laughs> I know. So will I. <clears throat> so excited. So excited for the shadow drop. Okay, Paul. What's your next one? All right. This one is uh, a bit a bit more meta and wild, but here we go. Uh, Jeff Keeley, he's building his brand. Summer Games Fest, Game Awards, they're, they're both gaining a lot of momentum. So now is the time that Jeff Keeley will announce some kind of Jeff Keeley insider program. Sign up now. <laughs> and if you sign up, I this may even be like a paid subscription, but maybe not. But it's like sign up now and you'll get discounted tickets to our future live events, both Summer Game Fest and uh, future game awards. You'll get insider like interviews with Jeff, like videos not published elsewhere. Uh, new game announcements right in your inbox. And maybe even like you can help decide the nominees, not just like vote on the final, like next year, some sort of some sort of like 
Jeff Keighley Superfan Program. I don't know what he'll call it, or if it'll be paid or not, but some kind of love me Jeff Keighley Program. <laughs> That's the prediction. Oh, is this when think Hideo you... Kojima shows up and everyone's going to be like, it's Hideo's new game, and then he's just like, yeah, this is going to be a great program. I'll sign up, and then he leaves. <laughs> Yeah, if that happens, that'll be especially amazing. I think it will just be an app called Keely doing wheelies. (laughs) And it will have nothing to do with games, but it will just be videos of him doing wheelies on different. uh... Yeah, and he'll pitch it like, you've all followed me on this (laughs) game journey, but I have another passion, and it's wheelies. (laughs) Bikes, scooters, motorcycles. Doesn't matter. <laughs> there you go. That's it. That's that's my prediction. I love it. Okay, Ryan. All right. Konami is going to take a big swing to show they're still relevant in the gaming space. <laughs> that's all I got. That's it. <laughs> Just something, some big swing. Okay. Yeah. And it doesn't count if they like. I don't know, release another Castlevania collection or something. It's a big swing. It's a big thing. Right. Yeah. This, would this include like a, a Oscar Isaac as Solid Snake in the TV show? Uh, has that already been announced? <laughs> that sounds real. <laughs> That's, I've seen rumors. I, did Oscar Isaac say something like he'd want to do it? But like, I don't, it's not official by any means. I think that will be determined by the judges. Okay. No, that is official. Okay. Oh, wait, then it no. is? Oscar Isaac will play Solid Snake in Metal Gear Solid movie. Yeah. That's real. Oh my gosh. I thought that was just like fan casting. No, this, yeah, there's like, there's a deadline story from 2020 about it. They should just do a movie. Oh, IGN, March 23rd, 2022. Gives an up- Oscar Isaac gives an update on Metal Gear Solid movie. Okay, never mind. <laughs> that isn't real. I thought that was just a rumor this whole time. That's funny. They should do a movie that stars Tom Holland, Pedro Pascal, Oscar Isaac, and it's just Fortnite, the movie, and they play everyone in it. <laughs> everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Surpriser has spoilers. Like spoilers for my spoilers for my final boss prediction. <laughs> I really hope it's a Fortnite TV show. Okay, uh, my next. Um, yeah, yeah. What is it going to be? Ooh, I'm deciding. Okay, here's a here's a hardware one. Ready? Microsoft does a teaser reveal of the Xbox Series Y. <laughs> I I believe it. I'm curious. This is their streaming device. Okay. For Xbox Game uh, Pass. I thought it was already said recently that they scrapped the streaming device. It was too expensive. Oh no, is that real? Saw a headline about that. But I don't know if it was real or. 
Uh, IGN, November 16th, Xbox puts its streaming only console on hold due to high costs. Dang. Hmm. Maybe I'll change it then. Maybe it's maybe it's the next. Maybe it's a more powerful X. I don't know. Um, hold on. Let me think. Can't do that one. Okay, I'll do this one instead. <clears throat> a twisted metal TV show has its first trailer. Oh, nice. That's a good one. That will be good. That's well, it. not the show, but but it's a good prediction. It's a good prediction, is what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's his name? Is is he going to be there? I can't decide. Uh, Anthony Mackey. Yeah, that's in. I thought you were saying Will Arnett. <laughs> he should also be there. Oh, I could see him being there. I'll say Anthony Mackey will be there. All right. Just to make it more fun. You know, that's what we're all about. <laughs> yeah. All right, Paul. All right. This is not my insane prediction, but it is a kind of a swig for the fences prediction. So you guys have seen this whole thing that's happening with the Steam Deck giveaway at the Game Awards, right? That Valve is giving away a Steam Deck every minute of the broadcast. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I started to ask myself, why? Like, why is Valve, like, this is a huge incentive to to watch it specifically on Steam. Like, why does Valve care? Why does Valve want so many eyes specifically on the Game Awards and through Steam? They've got to have something big planned. Mm. And so my prediction is Valve announces a new game that they're making. Well, they will say something along the lines of built with Steam Deck in mind. It's not a exclusive because that doesn't make any sense, but it's like this is will be a great game for your Steam Deck. And it's possible that this game is Portal 3. Paul, you did it. <laughs> mm. Great prediction. So you're talking like a full-on, because they did the, what do you call it, the desk job or whatever? Yeah. But and I think not, that... That's like a more think, of a... Your, yeah, uh, that was just to show off the show hardware. Off hardware, yeah. What do you call it? But it also, it also proves that, you know, that world is still in their mind, you know? Because it was set in the Portal universe. I'm pretty sure I just saw an article about someone who worked at Valve mentioned that they had a great idea for Portal 3 and it was get, gaining traction in the office or something. Yeah, so... Like the story? It, it might not be called Portal 3. It might be like a Portal spinoff of some kind. But I, the prediction is they announce a new game and they will say something like steam deck in mind this will be great on your steam deck oh, some kinda, language like that kind of like half-life alex was 
wasn't half-life 3 yeah. but it was a full-on half-life game yeah. that was for vr yeah along those lines gotcha write that one down and if it's not full-on portal 3 i do think it's in the portal i guess technically portal is in the half-life universe right but it will be a portal game of some kind this is the prediction Right. There you go. That's I'm it. trying to keep track of all these predictions, so when we go through them again, it's easy to right. Excellent to have them all listed out. All right. Well, while you're writing that down, I'm ready. Go, Ryan. Let's Hasbro. Go. Sorry. Hasbro recently announced they have the rights to a billion-dollar franchise. And I believe they've said something about they have big plans for it. And their stock dropped a lot when they announced that. <laughs> Why I know this, who could say? But I do. And therefore, I am going to say that there will be a Magic the Gathering video game announced at the Game Awards. Not a card game. Right. Not like a because that already exists. Yes, a magic the something in the Magic the Gathering universe, but video game. Okay, that that has also been tried and failed, but Hasbro could try again. Nothing stopping them. (laughs) Okay. Um, do you guys want a safe, boring prediction or a wacky prediction? You know I want wacky. Yeah, why am I yeah. even asking? Okay. You gotta you gotta consider your, your potential points. Yeah. You gotta make your strategic decision. Even ask? Okay. <laughs> Microsoft announces Halo Infinite branded Mountain Dew game fuel in an effort to bring some attention back to their game. <laughs> Man, I hope this is true. <laughs> Just as I still wish Taco Bell makes themselves known at the Game Awards. Right. Taco Bell makes themselves known. <laughs> I forgot yeah. about that. That was a good one. Uh, if anyone okay, wants to know, so... my safe one was Spider-Man 2 gets a trailer. Yeah, I, I've, I've heard a lot of Spider-Man 2 speculation. Yeah. Uh, okay, so now we all have to give out our multiplier. So you can't give it to your own, but you have to give someone else's prediction a two times multiplier, and everyone has one to give out. Okay, well, Brian, I'll let you go first. Of the, sorry, I was doing some things behind the scenes. I missed everything. <laughs> We're just giving out the multiplier now. <laughs> So okay. to one of Curtis's or one of my predictions, you can give a two times multiplier. I already know which one I want to give mine to, but I want Ryan to go first. Um, let's see. I'm gonna I'm gonna make things extra spicy. <laughs> 
Curtis, I'm doubling down that there will be no Silk Song oh. news at all. That's not spicy. That's just rude. <laughs> Something that I wouldn't be surprised if it happens because we've been waiting for so long, but I'm making it extra interesting. I got it. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that might change mine. <laughs> okay uh paul do you want to go next while i think and to be clear i think there will be mountain dew news from halo that's the, that's the easy one yeah that's true. <laughs> uh i'm gonna give mine to i i don't think there will be anything about Magic the Gathering. I'm going to get that one. To be fair, I don't really think so either, but I, I think that just the fact that Hasbro's like... Yeah, it's a lot of talk right now. I've seen yeah. a lot of... Yeah. So they could, they could like swing for the fences and be like, no, we know what we're doing. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, Curtis, you got to give yours. <laughs> All right, Paul. I'm doubling down <laughs> on the Jeff Keeley Insider program. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You're going to be so sad. <laughs> so... <laughs> when we're all signed up for... What, is... what would he call it? Uh... I don't know. He can't name it after himself. That's a little... Little, uh, but his name is everywhere. It's good branding. Yeah. Keely, Keely doing wheelies. He's I'm doubling down on that. He's, he's definitely the, the face Keely of all of his stuff, but it's not like <laughs> the it's, Keely herd. <laughs> the Keely herd. <laughs> uh, oh man. No, he'd he'd try to call it something super cool, like yeah, something that sounds super gamery. Yeah, like. Video game Join. Ragnarok. <laughs> Join. I don't know. Join XP Multiplier by Jeff Keeley. By Jeff Keeley. Oh man, I do hope that happens though, because that'd just be really funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, I will say I'm actually a little surprised. There wasn't a Spider-Man 2 prediction or a Hideo Kojima prediction. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of those floating around. <laughs> Maybe they're just too safe and we don't like to play it safe. That's too easy. No, gotta do original you Gotta ones. go for Jeff Keighley Insider programs and Magic the Gathering yeah. games and Halo Infinite <laughs> Mountain Dew. That's what we're about. And no it one is... said anything about Wolverine. Or Wonder Woman, or Indiana Jones, or anything. I forgot about the Wonder Woman game and the Indiana Jones game. Oh man! What were you gonna say, Ryan? I think I cut you off. Uh, It's all good. I I just think Wolverine. They're gonna keep it quiet until Spider Man is at least. It has like a a date. Date. Yeah. That's probably fair. I saw someone claiming on Twitter that. Wolverine wasn't going to come out to like 2025 or something. Which is crazy. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of a whole new thing. Yeah. 
Well, know, they also said it's silly how often we get these announcements that are way ahead. And I agree, it is silly. Yeah, yeah I mean, who knows? Elder Scrolls Six is still probably what five years away. It was announced like four that? or five years ago. Half a decade, you know, that's fine. Yeah. Metroid Prime Four is still a JPEG in my mind. <laughs> but what a JPEG! <laughs> yeah, but at least they came out and you know stated that they re- restarted. Right. Um, what do you call it? Production development. Everything. Yeah. But yeah. the other the other one that's going crazy lately is CD Projekt Red, where they announced like five games, and it's like none of these are coming out for four years minimum. Like, what are you doing? At least that was like a roadmap thing, more of a yeah, more than instead of a fancy. It title wasn't like screen, a like, hype trailer, yeah, yeah, at E three or whatever. That one That's felt more fair. like, hey, this is what we're planning on doing, kind of a thing. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't bug me if they do that, and it's just, you know, more of a whatever. Thanks for letting me know, kind of a thing. Yeah, instead of this big hype thing, yeah, but. All right, the more I'm thinking our... about it, I should have predicted a, a new Lego game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I have no idea what franchise they could tackle that would be relevant or big enough. I would love Lego Fortnite, and it's just, it's just Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. oh, what if they do? Yeah, what if they do a Lego mode in Fortnite? And literally everything, it's just Fortnite, but everything's Legos. <laughs> I want I mean, it to be a separate game, though. That's that, the same game, but Lego. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that's the next step for Lego? Is just doing video game adaptations, like God of War Lego, or something <laughs> like that? Uh, I mean, that would be hilarious. So yeah. they have Lego Star Wars shows. Yeah, yeah. They've, they've gone the other direction. Might as well do it with video games. Yeah. Yeah. Lego Metal Gear. <laughs> like Lego Bayonetta. Lego Bayonetta. <laughs> All right. Should we do our ridiculous ones? Yeah, this is what I'm excited yeah. for. Yeah. I I want to do mine because Ryan really did ruin it a little bit. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. It's... I go way bigger than you went. Can I go? Sorry. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. Um, so, very strange announcement. This is real. The, they, Jeff Keighley announced that Ryan Johnson and Daniel Craig will be at the Game Awards together to present an award. Oh, like the director? Like Knives Out? Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, and, and he, it says, like, the announcement specifically said... Ryan Johnson and Daniel Craig from Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery will be there to present an award, which totally random. Like, why? Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess they did have the Russo brothers a couple years ago, and that ended up being for no reason at all. <laughs> <laughs> but here's my prediction. Knowing that Ryan Johnson and Daniel Craig will be there. Um, some point near the end of the show, Donald Mustard, creative director of Fortnite, or I think that's his title. I can't remember. 
he comes out on stage and he says, I'd like some friends to join me. And Ryan Johnson and Daniel Craig come back out and he says, I'd like a few more friends to join me. And then, <laughs> and then Dwayne Johnson, Keanu Reeves, <laughs> Troy Baker, Brie Larson, <laughs> LeBron <Sorry>. James. LeBron. <laughs> And all of these people have to come out for you to get the points. (laughs) Well, give me a second. (laughs) I mean, I'm willing to give you partial points of like, you missed a couple. Uh, And then Ninja, of course. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Ariana Grande and Ryan Reynolds. (laughs) (laughs) They all either are on stage or they're on video behind Donald Mustard. And he says, he kind of like spreads his arms out that this whole group is gathered. And he says, Fortnite, the live action film, May 16th, 2025. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. Give me the, I've just remembered you put LeBron James in there. Okay, give me a rundown of all the names I forgot to type because I was laughing. Um, Ryan Johnson, oh, Daniel Craig, Ryan Johnson, Daniel Craig, Dwayne Johnson, Keanu Reeves, Troy Baker, Brie Larson, LeBron James, Ninja, Ariana Grande, and Ryan Reynolds. Okay, Brie Larson, LeBron, Ninja. Who else? Ariana okay. Grande. That's who it was. And Ryan Reynolds. May 16th, 2025, live action film. Not an animated film. 2025? Yeah, I mean, they got to get some stuff together. Yeah, obviously. I, I mean, they already, got, they already got the cast together, so they, they're <laughs> making progress. That's good. What was the so, creative director's name? Donald Mustard. Donald Mustard? Yeah. Like and he's he's been at the game awards before. If I oh boy had a prediction as good as that, I would say that these predictions are worth a hundred points each. <laughs> yeah, wait, May sixteenth, twenty twenty five. Yeah, have you finished writing it down, Curtis? <laughs> well, I'm just yeah. Sorry, sorry. I'm re I'm redoing mine a little bit just to, just to tweak it. I gotta get on Paul's level here. Hey, Ryan. All right. Do you I'll, do you want to go? go ahead, you want me to go? Yes. Okay. No, I, I got it. All right. Here we go. I, Ryan Speakman will win a Steam Deck in the Steam Deck giveaway. <laughs> Just throwing that out there into the ether. I love it. I hope you win it. <laughs> I truly do. Okay. How many, that, means how many... have, you'll, that means you'll have a Steam Deck and you'll win this competition. <laughs> oh, man. You'd be the real winner. Do you think that's not big enough? No, I think that's no. great. It's great. Right. I like it. How, how many how many people do you guys think are going to be watching on Steam.tv to win a Steam Deck? 
Oh, I think it'll be most at viewers. Least, at least a million. Yeah. Yeah. No, your odds of getting one are very low. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, but I'm predicting it. Let's go. I thought about making that one of my real predictions, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> then what would have your crazy one been? I've been. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I would have just switched the Magic the Gathering one. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, you were going to win one of the awards. <laughs> I am presenting. <laughs> Unbeknownst to me. <laughs> I will win Trending Gamer or whatever that category is. I am the one person that Paul forgot to mention in the Fortnite cast. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. You guys ready for mine? Yeah. Okay. So, Jeff Keighley brings out a special guest to make a world premiere announcement. Maybe not a world premiere. <laughs> um, I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet. Anyway, he announces a guest. Brandon Sanderson walks out on the stage. Oh, nice. And announces that he is collaborating with From Software <laughs> to create a new game, which will feature more vertical gameplay and fast-paced fast-paced combat, more like Sekiro, rather than like Dark Souls. Is it existing Brandon Sanderson IP or new no, IP? No, it's a new IP. Okay. Wow. Brandon Sanderson's on stage with Jeff Keighley. Yeah, that's the crazy, that's the really crazy part about it. <laughs> but yeah, this is just my fanboy dream. It's That would make me so excited. Yeah. But I mean, there's. Yeah, there's Brandon Sanderson. Precedent there. Brandon there's Sanderson did there. make a joke how he wanted to work on a FromSoft game with them because he's the one, he's the author who played through Bloodborne and not George Martin or whatever. He didn't well, make that joke. Well, I saw something that they were actually talking to each other. Or oh, was really? that just a joke you made? Yeah, let me look this up. I mean, yeah, they're I know, actually best friends. I know Brandon Sanderson made that joke, but even if this is true, there's no way it's happening <laughs> this, <laughs> this early. Uh, April 2nd, 2022, VideoGamesChronicle.com. Elden Ring's publisher wants to work with author Brandon Sanderson, and he has a Soulsborne pitch. Oh, oh, so it was it was Bandai Namco. It wasn't FromSoft. It was Bandai Namco said okay. that they've reached out to Brandon Sanderson. I didn't know about this. No, it can't happen. Uh, oh, that reminds me. Speaking of Bandai Namco, there was some intriguing news that dropped today that I almost worked into a prediction, but decided against it. But they have just filed a trademark for something. It was like Tales of Arise Beyond Dawn. Why oh, yeah, I saw that. But they explicitly said that there will be no prequel, sequel, or DLC to this game. So my guess is it's like an anime or something. Mm. But maybe that will be announced tomorrow because they filed the trademark in Japan and Europe like today or yesterday. So watch for that announcement, whatever that is. Okay. Interesting. Well, with that little tidbit about 
Bandai Namco reaching out to Brandon Sanderson. Is this crazy enough of a prediction? Oh, I think it's still crazy enough. Because okay. him there from software, yeah, you're good. Okay. Also, because he's working on the work. I guess maybe he's not working with them now, but whatever that Moonbreaker is. Moonbreaker, yeah. Yeah. But Which apparently that game had like some radical shift in its business model already like i i don't quite know the details but they like totally changed their monetization based on early feedback for the early access it sounded like it was like a really big shift hmm. well there it is we did not do it in 20 minutes ryan we didn't well I didn't. I, I was looking at the time, thinking we started at the time we always propose, and then remembered, oh yeah, right. we started late, <laughs> and so we were. We had plenty of time. I feel. Yeah. Um. Next year, I will go bigger with my my ridiculous <laughs> prediction. No, I like your prediction. I like my prediction too, and I, I really just want to say it for you. So it. <laughs> So it might happen, but I don't know. I feel like maybe I should have said something like Jeff Keighley announces he created a working Iron Man suit or something like that. <laughs> Flies around on stage. The real problem is that you've jinxed yourself. So you I don't know. Thought, oh, I should make this prediction. Mm, no, that's silly. I won't do it. Then you would have won it. Sometimes I feel like that sort of thinking works against me where I'm like, oh, I'm just going to nonchalantly like put this out there that I'm entering this contest, but I'm not going to tell a single soul and it will be a surprise and I won't think about it very often, but I'm trying the opposite approach. I'm doubling down. I'm winning a steam deck. It's going to happen out me. there. Yeah. yeah. Putting the energy out into the universe. And if I don't get one, then, well, I'll just play Pokemon more. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and it will be Jeff Keighley's fault. Yeah. <clears throat> Game Newell, you know you did. <laughs> An uncalled for personal attack. <laughs> All right. Well, anything else? I think we're pretty good. Yeah. These are great predictions. I'm excited. We're... Excited to see what actually happens tomorrow. Me too. I mean, a grand time. There's going to be a lot to unpack. This stupid thing is four hours long, but it'll be great. There'll be some. There'll be some great highlights. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm curious. I feel like they haven't really had like big, big announcements. I feel like he wants it to be like some kind of mini E3, but I feel like it's never gotten to that level. There's more chance this year, though, yeah. because there has not been. There wasn't really play, E3. There's no place. That, well, there was no PlayStation showcase. True. Yeah. And there hasn't been a big Nintendo Direct in us in a few months. So there's more. And there hasn't been like a big Xbox anything since E3. So there's more room to like actually um, blow minds here. Yeah. And I, I feel like 
they have gotten some big announcements in the past. I mean, the first Breath of the Wild gameplay ever shown was at the Game Awards. No, oh, that's the it? one I always go back to. Mm, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, and I I feel like some of the bigger Smash announcements. I remember the the Joker announcement blew a lot of people's mind, which was at the Game Awards. Yeah, yeah. I, the first official announcement of Elden Ring might have been at the Game Awards. Like I think everyone knew it was happening, but like the first actual official trailer, I think, was at the really? Game Awards. I thought it was at E3. Oh, it, you you're right. right it was E3. It was E3 2019, but the release date was Summer Games Fest. Um, I'm sure. Yeah. So there's been some big stuff, but I can't remember like what their biggest things are. Yeah, but I don't know. Always better to go in with lower expectations and then you're more surprised yeah. later on. Yeah. But like I've said many times before, whether it's big or small, I love that there's so many like showcases like this. And I mean, there are a lot of cool things they do. Like I gotta love the orchestra medley of all the game of the year soundtracks that they do yeah. before they announce it. And I don't know, always great for the chance time awards nomination for more, most awkward yes. uh, presentation moment or showcase moment, which I think for me right now, the winner is Chris Pratt saying he loved stomping on Koopas. <laughs> oh man. For me, it's still the rock. Oh yeah. At summer games fest. <laughs> Just talking about black yeah, Adam the whole time. <laughs> Promoting that random energy drink in the middle of everything. <laughs> that was a really good one. Uh, but yeah, stay uh, tuned for the Chance Time Awards, the real premiere yeah, video game real. award show. Yeah. In which Halo won because the audience voted for it last year's <laughs> game of the year. Right. Halo yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> and. Seeing as I feel like we're all pretty split on what the game of the year could very well happen again this the, year. The audience will take it again. <laughs> yeah. Alright, well. I guess That's we should say it, bye. Thanks for coming to see James. Um, Thank you for coming to see James. If you have I would like to hear listener um, predictions. So if you get a chance tomorrow Drop by our Discord. Um, put the link in the show notes description, whatever you call it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I want to. Yeah, let us know your predictions for games. Got games fest. <laughs> Sorry, there's awards too. Uh, the video game awards. Um, you can email us at chance podcast at gmail.com if you want. Um, and just let us. I just want to throw out there that in the Discord, I changed the summer games fest discussion to game awards discussion that you did you did it and also we have a channel in the discord show questions i wrote in it today no one seemed no to one, respond no one responded no. but 
ask us some questions or text us some questions since most of the people in the discord know who we are (laughs) (laughs) great well thanks for coming to see james thank you for coming to see james uh, excited for the silk song shadow drop goodbye Bye. bye